everybody. Grab your Bible, your journal, and a pen, and I want you to write this down. John 16, verses 7 through 13. Nevertheless, I am telling you the truth. It is for your benefit that I go away, because if I don't go away, the counselor will not come to you. If I go, I will send him to you. When he comes, he will convict the world about sin, righteousness, and judgment. About sin, because they do not believe in me. About righteousness, because I'm going to the Father, and you will no longer see me. And about judgment, because the ruler of this world has been judged. I still have many things to tell you, but you can't bear them now. When the Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak of his own, but he will speak whatever he hears. He will also declare to you what is to come. Welcome to Write This Down with Dot Bowen. I'm your host, AJ, and we are so glad you're joining us. This is the final week of Dot's series on spiritual warfare. She will be talking about how the Holy Spirit empowers us to fight what comes our way, and God fights our battles. Let's jump into this conversation. Kara, today we're going to talk about the Holy Spirit and how important it is to know that it is the Holy Spirit's job to empower me to live the Christian life. Mm -hmm. For many, many years, I thought it was up to me to live the Christian life. So when we talk about spiritual warfare and we talk about fighting our battles and we're talking about things that we have to deal with, with our mind and having to renew our mind, how do we do that? How do we consistently do that? It's a great question. Thank you. <laughs> I thought so too, because it is a question. It is a question that probably many of our listeners are wondering, how do we consistently live the Christian life? How do we get up every single day, not to be perfect, but to start out every day believing that we can be overcomers? And, you know, Jesus said, it is good that I go away because I'm going to bring judgment. And I'm going to bring judgment against the ruler of this world. And that's the enemy. And that's Satan. That's that spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. And he said, it's good that I go away because I will send the counselor. I will send the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The funny thing is, I um, never really loved that verse mm -hmm. because I just would always, I would read it and think, how is that better? Because mm -hmm. I would much rather, you know, see Jesus, touch Jesus, see, like, audibly hear him. Mm -hmm. You know what the disciples experienced, like they. I mean, why is greater than all the things that Jesus did? Right. Well, and just to see, you know, in times when you just really like just to feel His arms around you, or just mm -hmm. to like audibly hear Him, not just you know in your spirit hear Him or whatever. Like it just never. I was like, well, how is that right. better that He goes? Because I would much rather Him be yeah. literally sitting next to me. Well, what that really means is not that it is better because He's not physically going to be there. It is better because of the kingdom of God was going to explode. The Holy Spirit would come mm -hmm. and that it would come. We know that happened with the church in Acts. And if Jesus had not died and left, the people that he surrounded himself with, the disciples and the people in Jerusalem and Samaria, they only would have done the gospel where now it was going to go all around the world. So if the Holy Spirit never came, we might not know about it. We wouldn't know about it because it's Jesus's Holy Spirit. It's a person because he said he right. will come. So it's not just the fact that it's just the spirit, even though it is a spirit, but it's part of the Trinity, just like Jesus is part of the Trinity, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. And so if Jesus had not gone away, 
and sent the Holy Spirit, then the world would have not had the Holy Spirit that would have come into everybody's life that would receive Jesus as the Messiah. And so as I think about the importance of the Holy Spirit coming on the world and coming in us, you have to go back to the Old Testament. The Holy Mm -hmm. Spirit came and left. Remember the Spirit would come into Saul, and then he left mm-hmm. Saul. But when Jesus was a prophet, well, and the prophets, right? Because all the, the prophets had the Holy had Spirit. The Holy Spirit. I mean, like Isaiah. And, mm-hmm. and that was a specific people for a specific right, right. purpose. So now Jesus is going to go away, and he's going to send the Holy Spirit. This was a prophecy that was fulfilled that said the Holy Spirit would come, and it would come into the hearts of his people, all people, all nations, and that they would know God. And it would have to be through the Holy Spirit that they would know God. So we know that the Holy Spirit guides us into truth. So it is the Holy Spirit's job to guide us in truth. In other words, when you're reading the scripture, like we're reading every single day, and something comes up and you call me and you go, hey, mom, I've never saw this before. The Holy Spirit has opened your eyes to the truth. And it says he's a counselor. So he's going to encourage you and open your eyes and lead you closer to the heart of God to lead you to understand who God is. We cannot know God unless the Holy Spirit opens our eyes to that because our minds, our fleshly minds, are just not capable of really understanding and knowing the mind of Christ and knowing God. So the Holy Spirit's job is to come into our lives to allow us to see the truth of who God is. It is His Spirit that empowers us to live the Holy Life. It said, it's good that I go away because I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. And what that really means is we have the Holy Spirit. When Jesus was with them, it was Jesus doing those things. Now, there would be times that Jesus would give the disciples power and send them out, but it was limited during those times. So now Jesus is going to go away, and now the disciples needed to be empowered. Mm-hmm. And so the Holy Spirit came, which mm-hmm. is what Acts is about. Right. That's greater. That's what's greater. And so as we think about the armor of God, we think about spiritual warfare, and it is a spiritual thing. Mm -hmm. How do we fight this battle? Because we can sit around and say, I'm going to do better. I'm not going to have this attitude anymore. I'm not going to be that same person. I'm not going to continue to make the mistakes over and over again. And we keep thinking we're not going to do that. So we go get these help books, these how-to books, which are good. They'll lead us to a certain level. But then the more you do it and the more you do it, you find yourself really tired and weary. And like you feel like you just don't have the strength to keep doing it or you just don't have the desire to keep doing it. You're just tired. And because we are weak and we're in our flesh, it is so difficult to continue to try to live the Christian life in our own strength. And so that's why God said it is going to be better that I go away. Because the disciples, they just struggled with whatever they had and with their own strength. They tried to do as much as they could. But God said, no, it's better that I go away because I'm going to give you the power to do what I'm asking you to do. Right. So when the disciples were up in the upper room and they knew that Jesus had died and they had heard that he had risen from the dead, they didn't know what was going to happen. They did not have a clue like what's going to happen now. So they're up in this room and Jesus comes in and he breathes on them and it says he gives them the Holy Spirit. So the disciples are giving this power to face what's going to happen next. Mm -hmm. 
And so that's very important to us because Jesus said that when we accept him and receive him, that we have the same Holy Spirit, the same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. You've heard that so many times. And, you know, I keep thinking if we have the power to overcome these things, then why aren't we overcoming them? Right. And so as we think about spiritual warfare and we know, okay, we know that we have to be very careful. For one thing, we know, we've been talking about it, that there is spiritual warfare. Right. And then we know, well, a lot of times where the enemy comes in is through our minds and what we're thinking and and how we view it. It's like this. If I said to you, no, I'm not going to do this. (laughs) But if I said to you, Kara, I'm going to put a million dollars in your bank account. Oh. And you get a notice from the bank that says, good news, you've got a million dollars in your bank account, but you never draw on it. And you don't really know that you've got a million dollars. You've heard that, which is like God has told us we have the Holy Spirit. But if you don't really draw upon that million dollars, what good is the million dollars? And so as Christians, often we have the Holy Spirit in us, but if we don't draw upon the Holy Spirit and we're not really trusting the Holy Spirit to empower us, then what good is it? So here we have the scripture that tells us that we're in a spiritual warfare. Mm -hmm. He tells us that we need to renew our mind Mm -hmm. and be careful of what we think. Choose to what goes in our heads. Choose what we're going to believe. He's told us that we have been empowered by the Holy Spirit. So now these are head knowledge. How do we get from the head to our heart Mm -hmm. to be able to walk out and really live victorious Christian living? Mm -hmm. You can know all of those things. You can get a bank statement every single month and see that you still have this million dollars. It's hard for you to even imagine that, Mm -hmm. you know, that you even have that. But it doesn't become yours until you receive it and start living it out and start writing those checks. Mm -hmm. And so when we're in this spiritual battle and we're in this warfare, let's just say we have a bad attitude. We have, we struggle with anger Mm -hmm. and something happens and immediately you're just finding yourself getting angry and, you know, lash out (laughs) and lash out. So how does the Holy Spirit keep you from continuing to do that? You have the power not to do that. You don't have to respond that way because you're a new creation. You've been born again. God has given you the power not to lash out like that. So how do you do that? You have to realize that you have that power Mm -hmm. and you start acting on it. And what I say, and Kara, I know you've heard me say this a hundred times, you have to dig deep. You have to stop Mm -hmm. and you have to pause Renew your mind and think, I don't have to do that. What I love about Romans 6, it says, How shall I continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. Mm -hmm. And so as we think about sin and we think about living in a way that we want to live or do what we want to do, really down deep, that's what Romans 7 is about. Like I struggle, you know, the things I don't want to do, I do. Mm -hmm. But we know that once we get into a situation, sometimes a battle with our wills or a battle in our mind, what do we do? We have to realize I have the power to overcome this. If you don't know that, then you're not going to draw it. So you have to stop. You have to wait. 
and you have to dig deep where the Holy Spirit is. For many years, what I have done, and I've shared this with you, I've shared it with my grandkids, is that you have to memorize Romans 6. How shall I continue in sin? Like, for instance, you would say, how shall I continue to deal with anger? God forbid. I've died to that. And so you mentioned one of the podcasts about dying to self and how Mm -hmm. difficult that is. So what you do is that you say, God, I'm not going to continue to do that. I am trusting you to do this in Mm -hmm. and through me. Well, sometimes, I mean, I know I I call them help me prayers, Mm -hmm. like help me to forgive, help me to want to forgive or help me to let this go or help me to you know, move past this or help me to not feel this or, you know, like whatever Mm -hmm. it may be, I guess for me, it's to drawing upon that is asking him to help me Mm -hmm. because sometimes it can feel so overwhelming, overwhelming. Yeah. Well, if you ask him to help you, then that's the first step. Right. But now it's that you live that out. You know, lately, I feel like I've been actually dealing with this a good bit because I've been praying, like, help me. Like I want to move past the situation emotionally and not even knowing how, like the amount of times I've prayed or thought, I don't know how to do this. I don't know how to be okay with this, or I don't know how to move past this or to let this go. And I want to with everything in me. And it's almost like the last, literally the last week or two, just wanting that and asking Mm -hmm. him, just telling him that, that he's doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's the, what you're saying. It's not, I don't have to, you know, will my way or try so hard to move past something. It's just saying, God, will you do will this? You do this? Will and you? letting him. Mm-hmm. And letting him. And I think that that's the key in 1 Corinthians 10, 13, that Paul says, God will provide a way of an escape, that the temptation, whatever the devil has. So we have to be careful sometimes that we don't put ourselves in the front lines of the warfare. There are some things, it's not how-tos, but it's some things that we could put in. We have to guard our mind. We have to make mm-hmm. sure that we're not putting ourselves in this place where we'd be attacked. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're wanting God to move you forward through a certain situation, move you past something that you don't want to keep doing over and over again, then you're going to be more sensitive and you're going to use wisdom mm-hmm. and you're going to ask God for wisdom. Well, so I think honestly, truly, because there are a lot of times I think we want to move past something because we're tired of the consequences. But it's like, are you, do you really want to stop doing this or mm-hmm. to stop reacting? this way or stop you know and I think that's where and I'm glad you brought that up because I just had a conversation with one of the grandchildren the other day and you know what I was saying is why do you want to not want to make a mistake mm-hmm. and she was saying because I want people to be proud of me I don't want to disappoint my parents she didn't want to disappoint me and as wonderful and great as that is it's just not enough mm-hmm. you have to not want to make mistakes because that's called obedience And so when we begin to desire, want to obey God and pursue holiness, then we have more of a desire to want to know what God wants and the motivation is right. Mm -hmm. And so if we just don't want to do the consequences, as you were saying, then it's just not going to be enough. Right. It'll only get you so far. You'll stop the thing for maybe a month, a year, maybe. And then the consequences then tend to get worse. And it may, you know, or you forget what the consequences are and then go back, you know, yeah. or you, you don't know, care. We, right. That's what I mean. Like mm-hmm. you, we just kind of like, oh, when that, you know, I'll just do it again. 
And whatever. it's one of those things of motivation, being able to check your motivation. And so all of those things are some of the things we have to do when we're in a facing a battle. We're facing things that are going on in our lives that are damaging to us, that are toxic, that Satan wants to destroy our lives. Satan wants to destroy our relationship with God. He wants to bring conflict into our lives. He wants us to not trust God. He wants to do everything he can to come between you and God, between me and God. As we look at the spiritual warfare and we realize this is Satan wanting me to not be the person that God created me to be. Mm -hmm. And that is to walk with him, to worship him and to enjoy him. And that his number one goal is to destroy our relationship, our relationship with our Heavenly Father. Mm -hmm. And if it means destroying you, he doesn't yeah, care. Right. And matter of fact, that's just another bonus. And so as we think about the Holy Spirit and we think about spiritual warfare, we have been given the power that there is nothing. And I'm going to say this with emphatic, Kara, write this down because <laughs> this is huge. This is important. And it's almost unbelievable, but it's the truth. And that is this. There is nothing you will face today or tomorrow that you cannot walk in victory, that you do not have the power to overcome. Mm -hmm. And that's not your power or our power. That's right. That's where it goes. That's him fighting for us. That's fighting for us. That's fighting our battle. We can suit up. We can guard our mind. We can know that we've got the truth and that we're righteous and we can have the word of God. And then we suit up. And we let God fight our battles. I mean, it's literally like all he wants us to do is to let him. Let him. Like, cause he's, he's just good. like, just put the armor on and yeah. let me do it. And we have to be careful. We have to make right. sure that we don't put ourselves on the right. front lines. But even if we do, if we're really trusting the Holy Spirit and we realize, oh gosh, I put myself in this situation. Mm-hmm. You can dig deep where the Holy Spirit is and you say, Father, fight this battle for me. Right. I give this to you. This is your battle right. to fight. Well, that's the beautiful thing about him is even if we do find ourselves in a situation that we either regret or didn't even or genuinely, because sometimes it's like I genuinely didn't realize realize that this mm-hmm. would lead me to this or whatever. And you can stand there all suited up. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you can just stand there all vulnerable. And if you just ask God to say, God, would you please just fight this battle for me? Right. I think that God is up in heaven going, finally. Yeah. Finally, I've been waiting on you to call upon me Mm -hmm. and I'll come in, honey, Mm -hmm. and I will fight this battle. You can't fight it. Right. You're not going to win. It's going to be overwhelming to you. And I will fight this battle for you. Stand firm. I'm here, sugar. (laughs) That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. I hope you wrote some of that down. For more content from Dot, head to dotbowen.com. This podcast is brought to you by Cup of Joy Ministries and generous contributions from listeners like you. Thanks for listening. We look forward to being with you again next week.